Welcome to the Seller Roundtable e-commerce coaching and business strategies with Andy Arnott and Amy Wees. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Andy Arnott from SellerSEO.com and Amy Weiss from... AmazingAtHome.com. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, I was just like, you probably should have introduced yourself there. Um, and we are going to cover um, advanced PPC. This is Seller Roundtable number six. And uh, yeah, Amy, so... We're going to kind of show you guys, um, like the, the, the last time we talked about PPC, we were doing um, kind of the basic stuff to give you guys kind of the basic understanding of PPC. We're going to kind of finish that off because it went kind of long last time and we'll try to do it quickly. And then we're going to jump right back in uh, and then go into more of the advanced stuff, kind of how to manage your PPC and how to optimize it. So Amy, do you want to pull up the magic uh, PowerPoint that you did? <laughs> and then... Uh, and then we'll we'll finish that off real quick. I think you were it was around like slide like twelve or thirteen, I think is where we left off last time. Yeah, I think we're at the were we talking about making can you guys see that? Yes. Okay. Were we talking about making the most of PPC? Um uh, yeah, I think, relevant. Yeah, yeah, that this looks right. Yeah, it sounds about right. I think that's because we were talking about the quality of your listing and how you should have, you know, some relevant keywords in your listing in order to be indexed and um, for, excuse me, for your PPC bid to be more effective for that, right? Mm -hmm. um, so I kind of, I, I think I want to touch on placement competition. Um, so this is something when I sit down on calls with clients and we go over their PPC, um, people often go, oh my gosh, you know, I've spent, I've spent, let's say the suggested bid is a dollar and they come in with 75 cents, right? And, um, and they've spent $15 or something, maybe less than that. And they've had no conversions, Right, they've had no conversions, and they're like, you know, I just I just spent all this money, and I didn't have any conversions, and um, I don't. I, a lot of people, what they do is they just pause their PPC, um, but they don't actually understand how to check where their ad actually is placed. So often, what I'll do when I'm on calls with clients is we will actually. So let's say we're we're bidding on a phrase match for the word water bottle because that's you know our favorite word on these <laughs> on these yeah. calls. Um, so let's say you know we're bidding on um, a phrase match for the word water bottle, and the suggested bid is a dollar, and we're bidding seventy five cents. And um, and so what I'll do is I'll actually go and type in the word water bottle on Amazon. And we'll scroll down and we'll see if we can find their ad. And this is really a good way to show them, hey, if you aren't seeing your ad anywhere, customers are most likely not seeing your ad either, right? There's many different places that your ad could be placed. When you're bidding lower than the suggested bid, most likely your ad is buried somewhere in another listings page. Um, so. 
or it's, you know, at page three or four of one specific keyword on the main page, right? At the top or the bottom. Um, but what can happen, you have to take your bid, you have to take your ad placement into consideration because if you're, if you're uh, very relevant for the keyword water bottle, uh, maybe a longer tail keyword is, is a better example. But if you're very relevant and you're bidding at the top of the page, you're bidding high enough to be at the top of the page, do you think that might make a difference in your sales and in your conversions? Probably, right? <laughs> so, so that's the thing is don't just assume because you've spent a lot of money, if, if you're bidding less than the suggested bid and your ad is buried, don't just assume that you're not relevant to that keyword, right? Yeah. And, that, and that customers would not buy if you were at the top of the page. And if you're wondering where you are, you can go on Amazon and, and just type in that keyword and check. Um, same thing on your product targeting campaigns. If you have, if you're, if you're targeting a specific product, so let's say we're targeting a water bottle competitor, um, and we're priced just below them and everything, but our bid is so low that we're seven or eight pages over in the sponsored ads on that bid, uh, or on that, um, product page. Well, you're not going to convert as well because the customer is pretty much just looking at maybe the first, you know, one or two clicks over they're not going to click through seven or eight pages most likely before they find some type of water bottle <laughs> that they'd like to buy. So it's just, it's important to keep in mind that your bid, the amount of your bid determines often where your ad is actually placed and where your ad is placed often determines whether or not the customer will buy your item for that keyword bid. So just keep that in mind when you're actually placing your bids before you start pausing keywords. Um, and, and, you know, I don't know, that's, that's really all I have to say about ad placement. Andy, do you have anything to add to that? Um, yeah, just one quick thing is that's a good point. And, um, you know, I just, I just recently pulled up uh, a client's account actually today and they had some keywords that were converting that they, they had paused rather than reduce the bids on them. Um, so if you're converting on a keyword, you never, ever, 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 ever want to pause it at the, at the, at the most you want to reduce the bids on it. Um, if you pause it, you're losing a chance to, to get future conversions. It's, it, by having conversions, even if the ACOS is high, it's already uh, that, that, that phrase or that keyword's already proven to be relevant to your product because somebody has searched that keyword and then bought your product. Uh, so you know, we'll teach that later on in this, in this uh, session, but um, you know, never ever get rid of keywords. If they convert, only reduce bids. Right. Exactly. Because, you, and that's what I always tell people is you're just not going to pay Amazon so much for that, for that bid. And that's immediately going to lower your A cost. Yep. So, but you're still, your ad is still going to show for that keyword. So uh, key terms to understand. We kind of talked about this last time a little bit too. Um, just a quick review of this. Your A cost is um, your percentage of sales. So you're going to see under the sales column, how many sales, how, the total amount of sales that you made in revenues, right? As far as, um, so if your product is $20 and you see $60 in, that, in the sales column, that means you made three sales, okay? And so your ACOS is the percentage that, of money spent on advertising that was attributed to those sales, those three sales that you made. Um, and then, you know, attributed sales, 
That's what we kind of just explained. Um, sales that were directly related to your ACOS. Impressions, that's just where your ad were, was displayed. And clicks, how many of your ads were actually clicked. A lot of people get confused about, about um, you know, do I just pay for my ad to be shown? Well, no, you only pay if your ad was actually clicked. Uh, manual campaigns. So we brought this up last time. Uh, yeah. Broadmax, phrase, phrase match, and exact match. Um, yeah. Did you want to touch on any of this, Andy? Well, no, I think um, let, let's skip through these slides and go to, um, let's see if there's anything that we didn't really, um, keyword research. Um, that might be something we, let's talk on, uh, let's talk on keyword research yes. really quickly. Um, so keyword research, uh, there's a million different techniques. Um, I'm going to explain kind of a, the, the, the two different ways. Uh, and, and, and I always like to use this analogy. It's like the sniper approach or the shotgun approach. There's a couple of different ways you can do this. Um, when you're doing key keyword research, uh, there's a couple of things you want to do. One, you want to look at your competitors, um, either directly or via um, a keyword tool. Um, uh, you want to look at, um, you know, uh, use cases. So in other words, like if there's, um, if you're selling a garlic press, but like somebody uses it to squeeze, you know, like you, you've found it, you've done some research on the internet and tons of people are using it to like, you know, um, you know, juice a light cheese or something, you know, like some other use case. Um, those are also good, uh, things to do is to try to research, um, how that, you know, how you can have some, um, keywords, uh, that will market it in a different way, but are still relevant and still sell, um, for that. That's something else you want to do. Um, and then also, um, then it comes down to, uh, the keywords. If you want to do the shotgun approach or the sniper approach, there's a couple of different ways to do this. One way you can do this, uh, which is what I'll show you later. Um, is kind of how we do it, where we actually use as many keywords as we can find, but we split them up into broad, phrase, and exact. That's kind of the shotgun approach. The other way you can do it, which takes a little bit more time and could take more money, but you could also find keywords that you didn't know about. Um, you know, one way is, of course, the auto campaign. The other way is um, to use broad matches. So, you know, if you were doing water bottle, you would, you would do a broad match of water bottle. Um, and that way you'll get like, you know, so many matches off that, like any, pretty much any long tail that you could think of related to that word will get caught with broad match. But like I said, you'll probably end up spending a ton of money, um, finding out what those keywords are. So those are the two different approaches. I like to use the more targeted approach or, or I guess the shotgun approach in this example, because, um, I kind of already have a good idea of, of what, you know, the, 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 the type of, uh, keywords that people are going to use to find my product. Um, and I'm still also matching by broad, but I'm bidding less. So I'm still getting that research, but I'm not spending a ton of money, which broad can, uh, broad matches can really get away from you, um, in terms of budget and cost per click. Um, so those are kind of the different, uh, ways that you can do it when you're, when you're doing uh, keyword research. So Amy, Andy, I have a question for you about that. Yes. Um, in the beginning, when you're creating your broad match campaign, when you create a phrase match as well, do you use, if you're going to do like, for example, broad match for water bottle, would you also do a phrase match for water bottle? Because yeah. to me, that seems like a waste um, simply because you're going to be paying for it twice because broad right. match is going to fire on every version of water bottle, including the phrase, which is covered. Right. So the reason you would want to do that um, is because you can actually bid more aggressively on the phrase match. That's the big difference is um, the broad match will catch stuff that you're not catching in your phrase or your exact. So that's why you would use broad. Um, 
for, you know, for example, like, like you're saying phrase match, if you used a phrase match with water bottle, you might have a bid of like $2, whereas your broad match might be like 60 cents or something. You know, that's the main reason why you split up those match types is because the phrase and the exact are going to be generally be more relevant and you're going to get more conversions from them. Uh, so you're willing to spend more money because your return on investment is going to be better because you're targeting, you know, very closely to exactly what your customers are searching for. Got it. So the reason you'd want to do a phrase match um, is so that you can show up for that phrase uh, more than just running that broad match where you might not uh, get to the top of the page for that sixty cent bid because you know uh, in the algorithm phrase is gonna is going to get you higher up as far as hey well they asked for a phrase match bid of water bottle or they asked for exact so let's show them higher up in that. Uh, in that hierarchy, right, of bids. Right, right. Okay. So Diane's asking a quick question. How do you determine the highest volume search keywords, long tail phrases? Well, we used to be able to pull that data from Amazon. They cut that off. But um, I don't know if... Uh, I know I have it in my account, but I've heard that not everybody has it. If you go to the reports now... I don't know if you've seen this, Amy. Um, if you go to... Uh, under your, your um, Seller Central account, you go to reports, and then you go to a, a sub uh, uh, option on the, on the menu called brand analytics. It's under your reports menu. Uh, Amazon just released it. Um, I don't know, like maybe a week or two ago and it will literally, Amazon is now giving you that data directly and it's got the most, uh, converted ASIN for that key, that, that, uh, keyword. So you can go and look directly at that competitor. Um, it's got all kinds of amazing data. So what, what, what you'd want to do is go and look at that um, the other cool way is then to go look at competition. Um, you can use uh, the Seller SEO uh, Chrome extension. That's free. SellerSEO.com forward slash Chrome. Um, and we actually give you uh, like how many competitors are um, targeted for those keywords. So if you take that, the two data, which right now you kind of have to do it manually. Um, at some point, I just actually emailed Seller uh, Central or this the, the uh, Amazon API team to see when we can get direct access to this. As of right now, it's not available. Um, but we might, uh, you know, come up with a way where you can download this data and then import it into our Chrome plugin, where you'll then be able to see um, kind of the best keywords uh, versus uh, the best uh, or the least amount of competition. Um, we're, we're working on that right now, just trying to get our heads around how we'd be able to do that. Um, so we'll see. But for right now, um, that's a really good way to do that. If you don't have access to it, like I said, a lot of people don't. Um, some people said if you, you only get it if you're brand registered. I don't know because I am, so that's why I can't compare because I don't have another account that's not brand registered to to compare it with. But um, definitely use that if it's available. If not available, uh, secondary um, is the seller SEO extension. Uh, competition is a is a very good indicator on which words are the most popular. So on on the seller SEO Chrome extension, you can do a search, get the competition, and then sort by competition and see. Um, you know, which, which keywords are the, are the most sought after keywords. That'll give you usually the best idea of um, what keywords are converting the best. And then Diane also asked any... Oh, so I also wanted to point out, um, these slides are from like over, well over a year ago. So um, a lot of like the, bo the bottom notes, the footer notes, like the, the keyword tools that I use, I've completely changed those over time. So um, so please don't take that as gospel. <laughs> take what we um, see, not what we what you see. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're just kind of using these for reference um, to give us a point of reference. But um, so, any suggestions for when you're first creating your listing, how to determine which keywords to prioritize? 
and Andy mentioned his tool um, has competition on there. So it's a really great thing to do is not necessarily to pick the highest competition, but a longer tail keyword that's still relevant to your, uh, to your product that has a seed, a popular seed keyword in it um, that you can rank for first. So, uh, you know, that's, that's often the best type of keyword to choose is a long tail keyword uh, that's highly relevant uh, that has enough competition to make a difference, but not so much where, you know, a smaller keyword that um, you're not going to be able to necessarily rank for right away. Yep. And if you have anything yeah, to yeah. add Yep, exactly. Um, and um, so not to, not to self-plug my own tool, but this is what <laughs> I actually use. So I'm going to tell you the way that I do it is um, our listing lightning tool. Um, when you run a search on that, it actually goes through like five different data points. So it goes through... Um, relevancy, uh, keyword volume, a uh, bunch of different things. Um, and it comes up with the best ways to place keywords throughout the listing. Um, if you don't have access to that, um, then the best way to do it is kind of like Amy's saying is to, um, a good way to do it would be to like, just take out like a, uh, like a, you know, fire up notepad or, or Google docs or something and write out maybe five to 10 of, of the most important phrases that you're using. Um, and then as you're building your listing, make sure like maybe just put like a little like, uh, like hash mark or something next to the phrase each time you use it. Generally, um, our theory and what we see work the best is to use important phrases three times throughout the listing. Uh, so title at least in one bullet point and then at least in the once in the description. Generally though, we go, if it's a really important phrase, we want to do it once in the, we usually do it once in the title and then either two or three times in the bullet points. And then again in the description, and that's going to give you super, super good relevancy. And then it's also going to help with like your pay-per-click and things like that. And so what Amy was saying too, is a great, great advice. So like if you're targeting, say our favorite example, water bottle, you know, you, you probably don't want to target water bottle like throughout your listing. I mean, it's going to be in your listing, but you're going to want to go for something like, you know, if, you, if it's like an insulated water bottle or like a dual layer water bottle or... Um, you know, water bottle for a bike, like something like that. So where your main target keyword is contained within that phrase, but it's not your main focus when you're optimizing and when you're targeting and when you're sending offsite traffic and when you're doing all those things, um, you want it uh, to be integrated, but you don't want it to be like your main focus. Does that, uh, does that help, Diane? Any follow-ups to what we just talked about? Okay, cool. All right. So um, let's see, Amy, should we go to, um, I, I kind of just wrote some notes on kind of like how to kind of start from the beginning, create your campaigns and then go all the way down through kind of optimizing. Should we, should we do that? Yeah, let's do that. Definitely. Okay, cool. So I don't really have any visuals for this. Um, so you're just going to have to look at my, my ugly mug as I talk. Um, <laughs> but uh, so, uh, you know, kind of the best practice, uh, I'll kind of show you or tell you what I do. And then, you know, Amy might do it a little bit differently. She can kind of chime in and let, 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 you know, everybody know how she does it. But generally, um, and a caveat here, like we've been doing this for a long time, our PPC budget's like probably a lot, lot larger than most of you. So uh, if I use an example, um, you know, it's, pro it's, it's what we're doing and our, you know, our level of spend is probably a lot higher. So adjust that spend like budget wise and things like that, pay-per-click you know, cost per click, all those things adjust to what works for you. Um, but I'm just going to kind of let you know, you know, how we do it. So, and so we're assuming that you just launched this product, right? Right, right. right. So, just so it just, yeah, I just launched my product. Um, it's, it's, you know, it just got to Amazon. Um, so at this point, um, 
let, let's let's reverse a week. So so your your products are either you got the tracking number and it's either in the air or um, you know it's on the boat, it's on its way, or it's got to the the freight forwarder and you know it's on its way to Amazon. Somehow you know it's on its way to Amazon and you kind of have a time frame. Um, generally, at least like a week in advance. Um, I work kind of backwards or, or a little bit differently than than some. Like when I when I source a product, like I immediately build the listing, um, you know, and I and I it's not live though. It's so, but I immediately build the listing, and then I immediately build my pay per click campaign, and then I even start looking at like getting my launches together like weeks in advance. And you know, a lot there's a lot of good reasons for this. One of the best reasons is when your product hits Amazon, it's kind of like ah, it's there, and you've got like so many other things, especially if you're new, that you're going to be dealing with because you're new. It's good to have all that stuff set up and ready to go. So when your your product actually hits Amazon, it's ready. So uh, that being said, you know, like a, about a week prior um, or more uh, to that launch or to to the you know when the products get to Amazon, I've already created my auto campaign. Uh, for me, I generally do $100 a day. I know that's high. Most people do like 20 or 10 or maybe even less than that. Um, we usually start at $100. Um, and then we do a very aggressive bid. I know Amy uh, Amy and I have talked about this before. Um, but it's like, uh, you know, say the suggested bid range is like $0.75 cents to $1.25. And the suggested bid is, uh, you know, $0.90. Cents. You want to go at least a couple of pennies over the top end of the suggested bid. So if it's dollar twenty-five, you want to be at a dollar twenty-seven, something like that. Um, now, before you freak out and go, yeah, but I'm going to burn a ton of money, you know, on PPC. What you need to realize is, is Amazon is just like any other business. There's going to be a lot of money that you put out up front. It's going to be scary, and and you know, like I said, the way to to reduce that risk is to make sure you've done a ton of your due diligence before this all this happens with research and competitor research and you know all the stuff that you need to do before this to really be confident in the fact that your product's going to be a great uh absolutely essential is to have a great uh you know listing that's optimized bar none absolutely essential um if you feel really confident on all those things then don't be afraid afraid to spend you know up front like i told uh, you guys and, and amy before like i've you know, been in, in the red for months sometimes before the product actually starts making money. But then like six months down the road, I'm selling like 50 a day, you know, so it just, it really, really depends um, how long it's going to take, you know, because of competition and things like that. So uh, have your auto campaign set up, have it, um, you know, uh, aggressively uh, bid. Um, if it's a parent child item, some people like to separate out the ASINs. I actually like to keep them together. Um, the reason being is, um, to me that that's going to give me an early indication of what's going to convert the best. So, you know, if say I've read, um, black and blue and black is converting a lot higher than, than red or blue, I generally will turn off red and blue and go only for black. And a lot of, you know, people are like, well, wait a minute, like, how are those other products going to sell? And I say, aha, <laughs> the reason you want to do that is you really want to focus your marketing on, on the thing that's going to convert the best. As the rank climbs on that child item, guess what? When people come to that listing and see the black one and they go, oh, but I'd really rather have blue, they're going to click on the blue one and buy the blue one. So that one, just by one of, one of your child items getting popular and selling, it's going to automatically pull up the other child item. So that's how we do it is we really try to focus on the, on the, uh, item, the child items that are converting the best. So you've got your auto campaign set up. You're going to now let that run for a minimum of a week. We usually do two weeks. Um, but after the first week is when you start running the search term reports. And when you get those search term reports, 
you're going to start getting uh, you know, the data about the keywords that are converting. Now, you take those keywords and you uh, create a, uh, you know, a campaign. A lot of people call it a performance campaign or a performing campaign um, where you, know, you, you, you split out the keywords. And a lot of people, this is where a lot of people don't do and, and where they're kind of missing out a lot. The reason you want to split out your performing keywords, number one, is the auto campaigns now told you that, that you should be manually targeting those, those keywords because they're performing. Um, the other reason that you want to separate them out is because you want to go much more aggressive on your budget. Um, this is the other huge mistake I see people making. They, they've got like a, um, you know, a budget of like 20 bucks a day and every day that budget is running out. Um, but they've got a really good ACoS. Like I, there was this one guy, um, this one client where I got into his account and I started like looking around and my, literally my jaw dropped. He had like a 5% ACoS um, and, and was and like a $20 budget. And it was like every day it was, it was uh, going over, you know, it was hitting the budget limit. And I was just like, oh my God, like, it, like continue to raise that until it won't spend all the budget. Like do $1,000, do $2,000. If it's making you money, there should be no limit on that campaign. That campaign should be unleashed. And I know people get scared with all this money, but you can't look at it that way. It's, it's, you got to look at it on the re- return on investment. If you're making money on every PPC click, you have to look at that as a net positive, not a negative. Like the money comes out of your account, but then it gets replaced with a higher amount. Like that's how you have to look at it. Um, and remember, if your ACOS is only 5%, it's still only 5% of that uh, you know, however many sales you make. So if you up your budget to $2,000 and you're still at a 5% ACoS, now you have a ton more sales yep. and you've only spent 5% of your, um, of your profit margin on advertising. Yeah. Not only that, but then you're, you're also going to, you know, start ranking organically a lot better as well, because you're going to, you're going to, your uh, rank all around is going to increase. So just remember that. So, so during this time, um, you know, it depends on how you want to do it. Some people just do an auto campaign from the beginning. Like I said, I do a manual as well. Um, and what I do is I'll start a manual campaign and I'll go fairly long tail. I'll go like a thousand keywords, if not more. Um, and, and kind of, like I said, like everything I can think of where it would relate to the product. Now, because of Amazon's relevancy, that algorithm change, that this works a lot. Uh, it used to work phenomenally. It doesn't work nearly as well. Like a lot of those keywords, Amazon will just ignore. You won't even get an impression. Yeah, I've noticed that too. You don't get any data on them. Yeah. It's very frustrating. Yeah. So I, but I still like to do this because they'll, they'll be like a gem or two that I'll find that I'll not have thought of um, that'll come through. So, so I'll still do that. I'll, and not only that, but I'll also be able to see um, what kind of targeting targeting is working well for that keyword, whether it's broad phrase or exact. Um, so that's something else I do is I create a manual campaign from the beginning as well. Um, and then, you know, I, I'm, I start seeing data coming in from that. Um, same thing with the, the, that manual campaign. If you get stuff that's, that's converting really well, then you move those keywords into a performing, um, campaign. And that way you don't have to worry about budgetary constraints. Um, and then it's also much easier to manage because you know that those keywords are performing. So when you go to optimize, if you're doing it manually, it's going to be much easier to manage, um, those keywords. Um, now after, like I said, about a week or two, that's when you go in and start pulling the the keyword reports. You should be pulling it at least once a week and, and then taking those keywords and adding them to your performing campaign. You should also be going in after two weeks. Um, it depends on what your cost per click is, but generally, um, you know, if your cost per click is below a a dollar, um, you want to look at, you know, at least maybe a, a spend of like five bucks and maybe like 10 clicks. 
if you've got no conversions from from that, then that that's when you start reducing your bids um, because those keywords aren't performing. So you want to start backing those bids off. Um, and as you back those bids off, then you know that's when you'll start seeing uh, performance. Once you uh, once you get to that level, you're you're uh, you don't want to keep spending on keywords that are not making you money. In other words, otherwise you're bleeding. <laughs> you're bleeding those keywords. Um, so something definitely to think about. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So in the beginning, you're spending more because you're getting that valuable data. Yep. And what a lot of people don't do when they don't understand PPC is they don't take the time to take that valuable data then and put it into an amazing targeted campaign that is just more of that sniper approach, right? right. But um, something that they can continue to optimize over time. And what a lot of people do is they just leave that launch campaign and they never do anything with it. And so, uh, you know, often when I look at those campaigns, I just see like, spend zero conversions. And you should also be using that data. Um, if you've done a ton of spend and no nothing is converting, that should be telling you something. If those keywords that you're bidding on are super relevant for your product, if you're bidding on black water bottle for the bike, right? <laughs> and it's not converting, and that is the most relevant keyword that you can find, there's a problem. If, it's, if people are clicking on it, but they're not buying, that's a problem. That tells you there's something wrong with your listing. There's a, that there's a competitor that has come in. Um, so what I try to encourage people to do on a regular basis is pull up your listing on Amazon. Amazon gives you amazing data. Pull up your listing and start scrolling down and looking. And Amazon will tell you, people who viewed your item also viewed... <laughs> they will they will also compare your product to other products. So it'll, you know, it'll break down your product and it'll say similar items. And you can look, and oftentimes when I do this with clients, I'll see that they have other competitors that Amazon is bringing up and pointing out. And all three of those competitors have a better hero image, a lower price. And it's like, well, there's where all your sales are going right there. Yep. You're, <laughs> you're paying for somebody to click your ad and come to your listing and they're not converting because of what they're seeing on your detail page. Mm -hmm. They're scrolling down and seeing competitors that are selling at a better price, they're looking, looking higher quality. And then you keep scrolling and Amazon will actually tell you, customers who viewed this item also viewed, and Amazon will also tell you, custom, customers who viewed this item ultimately bought this. So then you can learn, oh my gosh, okay, all these people that were on my listing ultimately bought these products. Well, that should tell you something that should help you improve your pricing, your strategy, your images, your listing, and your campaigns, right? Because think about um, today I was looking at one and it was a, um, it was like cups, right? And people often bought uh, napkins and specific plates. Well, you could be targeting those products in a product targeting campaign. So use the data that Amazon gives you about the customers shopping your page to nail your PPC campaigns and land even more customers. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you actually, uh, you just reminded me of, of some, something that's uh, kind of a cool ninja trick. Um, when you do go to your listing and you see... Um, you know, the, the uh, similar items like Amy's talking about, those are ripe for product targeting. So that's, that's a really great way to pick your product targeting. If uh, you want to create a product targeting campaign, 
that's that one of the best resources is to go to your product page and see which other products people are buying or similar items and take those, collect those ASINs and then start a product targeting campaign. Generally, they're going to convert really well because they're going to be very um, you know, relevant to, to, um, you know, to the, to your product. Um, the other cool thing you can do is, um, when I do my product targeting campaigns, I like to go super, super aggressive in the beginning because we've seen so many, like such good, uh, a cost on those, those product targeting yeah. things. So I'll go super aggressive to make sure that I'm seeing on those pages and I might lose money on other stuff. But then that's when you start trimming the fat and keeping the, the, the ones that are converting really well. Like, like, like over over the holidays, we we're seeing like like uh, Amy was saying she's got some of those two where I was like getting like six percent, four percent, three percent. Like I had one that was like <laughs> it was like one. Like I think it even said zero. I think like <laughs> and I was like, wait, wait a minute, you know, probably some data error. But I mean, just like insane, insane. I checked good. mine this morning. And I had one at one percent and one at five percent, and yeah. tons of conversions. And I was like, yes, yeah, yeah. Um. So, so, so definitely, uh, th- that's a really, really good way to target. Another cool way is I'll show you after that. This when I share my screen is to use this the seller SEO Chrome extension. The free uh, Chrome extension will actually give you a huge list of competitor as- ASINs that you can just uh, go ahead and copy either into Amazon or into PVC Dominator on seller SEO. And it'll build campaigns for you. It's it's uh, pretty pretty slick. Um, yes. Lori is asking, what's a product targeting campaign? So that's a new campaign that they that Amazon just rolled out. Um, what it is is you can you can literally target a specific product on Amazon. So um, in you know in Amy's case, uh, pet products. You know she could go and see like um, you know whatever the most popular kitty litter is. Like on that page, say I want my product to show on that page because it's an accessory. You know like something that's super unique and an accessory for that product. So I'm going to go on that page and bid like $10 or some ridiculous amount in the beginning. Cause you want to be, make sure that you're being shown there. Um, and you probably won't get charged $10, but you know, you want to, you want to have a super steep bid to make sure you get seen. And then, you know, maybe you get a, a target a cost of like, you know, 10 or 20%. If you're in the plus, if it's, uh, you know, uh, not a target a cost, but an a cost of 10 or 20%. If it's below your target a cost, it's a win, even if you're bidding $10, you know, so that's what people. And Andy, what I've noticed, I've tested this out. And what I've noticed is, um, is if I'm just above the suggested bid, I'm on page one of that product. So how you see where you're at is you put that ASIN into the search bar on Amazon, right? You pull up that product you scroll down to the sponsored products uh, related to this item right inside of that listing and you click the little over arrow. But I, if I bid just over the suggested, like yeah, maybe 10 to 20 cents over, in most cases, I'm on page one. Yeah. But that's in my category. You might right. be a more aggressive category and then you do need to go like $10. But, right. uh, but don't be afraid to check it, right? Like put it in there and then like the next day, go in and see where you're at that if you're really wanting like if i'm wanting to target that kitty litter well i want to make sure i'm on page one and there's an easy way to check just bring up that product page and make sure that you're showing in that sponsored product so that's what i did this morning when i was optimizing my product targeting campaigns for those that were converting i pulled each asin up on amazon and looked at it and was like yep i'm on page one awesome one of them i was on page two and i was like "Ah, i want to be on page one so i (laughs) I did a little bit um, but yeah, I didn't have to go super aggressive, at least not in my category. But and I've done this for a bunch of clients, and I found kind of the same thing that as long as we're just above the suggested bid, we're usually on page one or page two in in most categories. There's some that you do have to be like a little bit more aggressive, especially if 
it's just like a really saturated category. Yeah, sorry, I was just using ten dollars as as a like crazy high bid as an <laughs> example. But, right, right. No, but what I meant, what I meant to, you know, what, what exactly what Amy said is, in other words, be super aggressive on that bid. Um, yeah, like don't bid ten cents when the suggested bid right, is a dollar. Right, right, because you're not you're not going to get shown, and you need to get shown in order to get that data to see if that product's actually going to convert on on that competitor's uh, page. So. Um, yeah. All right. So really quick here. So like, you know, say you've, you've now run your campaigns for a couple of weeks. Um, you've gotten all the data now. Um, so what are, what are some things you want to do? So I, I kind of talked about it. Number one, you want to harvest your keywords from your, your, um, your search term report from your automatic campaigns. Um, another thing you might want to do is if you're not, if you didn't set up from the beginning with broad phrase and exact, um, you know, you might want to say, so say you're converting for water bottle as a broad match you're going to want to take that and add a phrase in exact. If you, if you don't start, you know, from the beginning, that's what, that way. Um, that's why I highly suggest starting that way. Cause it, it's a much better organizational structure to start out with broad phrase and exact matches from the beginning. But if you're converting on a keyword, um, that's a, only a broad match in your account, you want to make sure that you add phrase and exact, uh, to test because you actually might convert a lot better. Generally you will convert a lot better on a phrase or an exact match. Um, you know, instead of a broad match, if it's converting, um, so make sure you add, um, match types that are convert that, that are converting that you have not added yet. Um, that's one thing to do. Uh, another thing you want to do now is, uh, is start looking at your budget. You know, if you're budgeting out every day, um, then you, you want to either raise your budget. If, if you've got a good target a cost, if you don't, then that's when you really, um, that's when you really want to start, um, you know, optimizing. Now, Everybody's like, oh, how do I optimize? It's like, it, you know, it's like so foreign. Let me show you real quick. A lot of people don't even know these filters exist in Amazon Seller Central. I did a quick video, um, just like a screen cap before this, just to kind of show you guys um, what, what that looks like. And I'll kind of go through and explain it. If I can share. Uh, let's see. Here's two. All right. Are you seeing that, Amy? Um, yes. All right. Are you seeing my Zoom screen or my other screen? Your other screen, like your test upload campaign. Okay, perfect. All right, weird. <laughs> it's it's the, the tabs on my main screen, so that's why I was asking. Okay, so here we go. So if you go up here, you can see there's a filter box, right? So um, I just clicked on, you know, clicks. I filter by. I dropped it down. Hopefully it was not uh, too quick. Now let's see. Actually, I think I can slow this down here. Let's do... No, I can only go faster. Okay, so filter by... So here you go. Here's a bunch of the, the options here. You got active status, default bid, impressions, clicks, click. So you can stack these filters, which is what I'm going to show you right now. So, you know, what you want to do is maybe go down to clicks. You want to say, okay, I only want to look at keywords that have gotten more than five clicks. Um, you want to add another filter on top of that. You want to say, I want to only see uh, keywords that are getting, that have an ACOS uh, greater than uh, 1% and less than, I'll go filter by again, hit a cost again, because I want a top level. And I'll say less than, and you put in like, say 30%, I think I did 30% here. Um, so then you'd hit save again, and I'll do 20%. All right, save. And so what that would do is, this is just a test campaign, but that would then filter out and only show you keywords that have gotten at least five clicks and have an ACoS between 1% and 20%. Now, why, why do we want to do this? Well, the reason we want to do this is because we want to optimize. So if we're getting, uh, say our target ACoS is 30%, right? And we're getting a, a, an ACoS of, say, 10%, um, you know, it would now show up in this filter. Then we can go back and we can edit that bid or we can bulk edit the bid uh, on the pages uh, that show up. You can click the checkbox that'll select all of it. 
Um, and then you can adjust those bids. Now you're, you know, if you're, if your target A cost is say 30% and you're getting an a, uh, uh, a conversion of 5%, you may want to raise those bids. Um, you know, it depends on what you're, what you're going for, but generally, you know, if, if you're that low, you want to raise your bid. Cause that means you'll get, uh, more volume and the more volume, the better you'll do organically. Um, so, you know, that's, that's something to think about. You might, if you're getting a super low A cost, you may want to raise your bid. If you're happy where you're at, um, that's fine. But, um, you know, to me, I would rather get more volume, even if the profit margin is a little bit less, because then you're going to, you're, you're going to really make a huge difference on your organic ranking. So, um, you know, the other things you can do here now is you can say, um, you know, I added another filter, spend more than $5. The reason I'm doing these, let me kind of explain why I do this. So clicks uh, greater than five, you want to make sure that, that this keywords actually had a chance uh, for people to, to, to see it. In other words, to click on it and go to the page. Um, so that's why I have a, a filter of five clicks. If it has less than five clicks, it may not has, it may not have had enough opportunity to actually give enough data. So, you know, if only, you know, two people have seen it and not converted, that's, you know, a, a, a pretty small data set. Now, uh, these are going to vary by, you know, your price point and a lot of different factors. I'm just kind of using this as an, as an example. Um, generally I do from five, anywhere from about five to 10 clicks. If there's been no action after 10 clicks, that's when I really start looking at this keyword to, to start reducing bids on it um, or raising bids on it, depending. Um, and then, and then advertising cost of sales. Of course, we are filtering here for, you know, performing keywords. So these keywords generally, if my target A cost is 30%, um, you know, I, I want to filter for my performing keywords and then that way I can raise the bids. Um, and then spend $5. Um, once again, that's going to depend on your, your cost per click. If it's higher, you know, if you're paying like two or three bucks a cost per click, this is going to be um, um, more. I like to say it's 10x of, of what your general cost per click is, um, you know, because then that, that's going to relate to the 10 clicks here. Um, if you don't want to do a spend and just do by clicks, that's another way you can do it too, um, just to keep it easy. Um, so I think that's... a it, what I was going to show you. Okay. And then I was just going to show you kind of how this functions as well, where you can go back now and click on that a cost. So in other words, in other words, that filter that you just created, I don't want to high five all the reverse. <laughs> all right. So that, so these ones that you just created, you can go back then and click on them in a second here and then change the data. So if you want to go back and you say, okay, no, now I want to see stuff that's in a cost of you know, less than whatever. Um, you have to do this at the campaign level. This isn't um, available at the um, at the account level, which is kind of a pain in the rear. Um, but anyway, I just wanted to show you that's kind of the basics on how you do filtering in order uh, to see what's performing and what's not performing on your PPC campaigns. And okay. All right. So I'm going to pause here real quick. I know we've just kind of, I've kind of <laughs> thrown a lot at you kind of quickly here. Um, are there any questions on kind of what we've covered so far? Um, and if not, then um, what I'm going to go to next is kind of showing you, um, I've kind of shown you the manual way, and then I'm going to show you how, um, how I do it on seller SEO. Um, like I said, I hate to self plug, but it's the way that I do it and it's much more efficient. And if you don't know what you're doing, the tools actually going to help you a lot more. Um, but in the meantime, let's stop real quick and see if there's any questions. All right, guys, are you, are you, are you learning? Are, is this good stuff? <laughs> are you confused? <laughs> I liked your tips on um, filtering out PPC, uh, the different, um, <laughs> Karen says, I'm so confused. Um, I liked, I like those tips. 
the thing to be careful of is don't forget to clear out your filters. <laughs> yes, <laughs> because yes, it'll carry over. That's next, a good point. Yeah, if you move to yep. another campaign, it'll hold on to the same filters. The other thing that I discovered is on the main page when you're first, let's say you have a bunch of old campaigns and uh, and you've optimized, but your ACoS in the beginning was really, really bad. And you've fixed your ACoS since then, but it'll still show really bad from the beginning because it shows the entire time frame. What you can do on the upper right-hand side of that little graph in, um, in your PPC panel is you can filter for like the last 30 days. Yep. And it will... Sorry, it will yeah, I should have mentioned that. <laughs> and your spend during that time. No, that's okay. I mean, that's really confusing for... I know it was for me when I was learning. I was like, I don't understand how I see... Like, I've optimized this. I want to see this now. So it's not very user-friendly compared to Google Ads. Google Ads dashboard right. is amazing. Um, I wish Amazon was more like that, but either way. Yeah. Remember to just play around with those filters, but also clear them out when you're done. Yeah. So you don't yeah. And, so, and a couple of points to follow up on that. Thanks, Amy. <laughs> yeah. So, um, some things to remember too, is like, like, uh, it also depends hugely on the time of year. Like right now, like generally I actually try to go for the most data available. Um, you know, which is like 30 to 60 days. Um, but you, of course, right now would never, ever want to do that because you're, then you're going into, uh, December and getting Q4 stuff, which is going to totally skew your results. You get much better conversions and click-throughs and sales, you know, in Q4, especially in December. Um, so like right now, 30 days, um, is a, is a good, um, you know, is a, is a good time period. Um, if you want to get really, really, you know, watch it closely, then you can do it weekly. Um, you know, what I say is a, a good kind of a good practice is to optimize once uh, a week on Mondays, Monday evenings, because then you can go back for the previous week um, and look at all the data. And because of the delay, you'll actually get, uh, you know, the data will settle. So you'll actually get re reliable data, um, you know, once, once a week. If you try to optimize too often, like every couple of days or something, it's not going to work well because mm -hmm. there's just not enough data, uh, you know, usually at that point. And you're going to end up, you know, it's, it's just going to be a ton of work for no reason. And you could actually end up, uh, it, it could be a, a detriment because you're, you're, you're turning dials too quickly without actually getting some feedback on what's working and what's not working. Um, let's see. There was one other thing I wanted to cover. Uh, I think that's it for, for that point. Um, so right now I'm going to show you really quickly. Um, I, I'm going to actually use um, my, <laughs> my campaign, which is humongous. Um, my, uh, my data file, I mean, uh, for my PVC, which is insane. Um, <laughs> and it actually like chokes the, the seller SEO tool <laughs> because it's so massive, but the amount of data that it, I mean, there's no other tool that could still do this. Like, even though, uh, it chokes a little bit on my data, it's like, you can't do this, like this kind of change on anything else, which is, which is funny. So that's how insane my, my PVC is, but I have over 600 SKUs. So, um, yeah. Pretty crazy. All right, let me share my screen again here. Oh, the other thing I noticed about uh, product targeting campaigns is if you do not have the ASIN in all caps, it will not load. <laughs> oh, really? I did not know. <laughs> yeah, that. It's, it won't work. So, um, so yeah, this morning I was creating some campaigns and um, and it just was like, nope, could not be processed. And I just put them into Microsoft Word, and then I did the all caps thing and. Recopied and pasted them in worked like a charm. So nice. Okay, so I'm going to show you a couple things here. Let's see, we got the keyword tool. All right, let's start here. So 
Now we got a couple of different options. What's cool about uh, this tool is if you're a novice, it'll uh, it, it'll really help you. If you're advanced, it'll also help you. Uh, if you're in between, it'll 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 also help you. <laughs> it's kind of for every level. But I'm going to sh first show you kind of the, the this is like the no brainer version, right? So you know nothing about PVC, um, but say you know that your target A cost is you know let's say 25 percent. 20 percent is a little low. So all you would do is you would load your um, your uh, bulk file, which you get from when you click here to get your Amazon PPC data, it'll load um, uh, the bulk uh, the bulk uh, PPC tool, and then you can select the time frame. Generally, for this tool, um, like I said, sixty days is actually the best because it's crunching so much data. It'll actually be better to have that much uh, that amount of data. Um, this time of year, you probably only want to do like 30, 30 days until we get a little further away from Q four. Otherwise, it's going to skew the data, like I said. Um, but anyway, so so say I pulled a 30-day report or a 30-day bulk file. Um, we All we have to do in this tool, which is super simple, is we set our target A costs. Our zero sale product keyword bid, this would be, um, like I talked about before, like if something's spending um, and not converting, this will automatically change that keyword to a lower bid. So you're not turning off the keyword. It's similar to like, you know, people used to say negative match keywords. This is sort of doing the same thing, but giving you an option to convert at, at, at you know on penny on, on pennies on the dollar. So you know you set your your zero sale keyword bid, which would be like six cents, and then we also have broad phrase and exact separated out of here. Now, um, the reason we do this is just kind of like a like a safety net, so that uh, you don't get too uh, you know any results that are too crazy. So, for example, here we got a, a broad match of a minimum bid of twenty five cents, a maximum bid of a dollar ten. Um, let's change that to, let's see, I want to say, I don't want my broad to go too high. So I want to say 88 cents here, my phrase mat, um, bid that looks good. And my exact, I want this to maybe go up to like 225, just for example, 225. Um, and then down here is a, my, the same kind of thing. We're just putting a kind of a safety net on the product bid. So minimum of 25 cents, maximum of bid, let's say of like 299. Now, what this is going to do is that you'll see, I'll hit preview here. Let me sort by orders here so that you can see the data actually change. All right, there we go. Um, so you can see here, we, you know, we got some ACOS numbers. Now you can see here we got some bids. And then over here, you can see previous bids. So when we change the data, we'll be able to visually see like what's changed. So let's go ahead and hit preview. Now, what that's going to do is that's literally like, and this is my entire account. So you can see in the last 30 days that um, 8,890 of my keywords have had some type of action. So, um, you know, clicks, uh, some kind of spend. So in a second here, we will see, like I said, it's, <laughs> it's massive. So on, on this tool, it might take a while for my account. Probably should have like, I probably should have like forced out my account, Amy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, did my computer crash? That would be embarrassing. <laughs> I can hear my CPU spinning up. Don't break it, Andy. Sorry. Well, let's put it in the background while it works. Maybe we should have. Maybe we should have shown one of my campaigns. Oh right, that's what I'm Why thinking. Like more manageable. <laughs> <laughs> well, but I wanted to show um, the the massive. It's just cool. It's just cool because this has so much data in it that you can actually see. Oh, and actually, sorry. Once we made the optimization, it, it optimized 38,282 entries. <laughs> that might be why it took a while. All right, so now we're going to go back here and we're going to go to orders. Let's sort by orders again. 
And so just so people understand what this tool is doing, okay, it's taking your, what Andy has done is he's gone to, he's clicked the button at the top of the tool, which takes his uh, bulk report of his Amazon. It goes to Seller Central and it downloads your bulk campaign report. So basically it puts all of your campaigns into a spreadsheet, all of your campaign data into a spreadsheet. The tool uploads that spreadsheet. And then it optimizes everything for you. So you can, it'll optimize everything at once versus you having to go in word by word and filter everything. The tool reads everything. And based on your, your inputs that you put in this, um, in the tool. So you know how we did the minimum and maximum bids for broad phrase and exact your zero sale keyword bid. So that's where a lot of people will pause their keywords. The, the ones that don't have any sales, people will pause them. Well, this tool will uh, make your uh, zero sale keyword bid something like 10 cents. But it does it all at once versus you having to go into Amazon PPC campaign manager and manually read through and go, oh, that one didn't have any sales. Oh, let me set that at 10 cents. It's automatically doing that for you. With one click, all you have to do is click the preview button and everything shows up underneath there. And you see that and you can kind of scroll through it and look at it. Then you click the optimize button and it takes all of your inputs at the top and it does it all at once. And then once you're done, you literally just go to back to PPC campaign manager and bulk operations tab and you click the button on upload and you upload this spreadsheet that it spits out and it automatically updates all of your campaigns. So I can optimize a campaign in less than three minutes. Even if that campaign has 32,000 entries like fancy pants over here. <laughs> no, 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 get it, get it right. It's 38,282. <laughs> so yeah, so this is, this is like the, the this is like the, the, uh, I don't want to say this because it's not, uh, but it's like the, you know, like the, the uh, books that used to buy at the store, like, like uh, advertising for dummies, you know, that's, this is kind of like the PPC for dummies tool here. Now I, I say that lovingly um, because I wish I had this tool when I first started out. Now, the other cool thing about this is um, we can go to the advanced tab. Now, what this is going to do is this is a, 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 a separate functionality, separate from what we just did there. So what we had before was, um, was the auto um, optimization. Now, this is going to be the manual um, optimization. Now, this is where you can get kind of really, um, you can get crazy on uh, optimization. I'm going to kind of show you here uh, kind of the way that I do mine, just so that um, if you want to get really crazy with, um, let me reload this real quick. Um, actually, wish I had uh, one of Amy's campaigns. Okay, so as this loads, I'm going to stop here real quick. So, all right. So as that loads in the background, it should only take like five or 10 seconds, um, even though it's a massive amount of, ta- <laughs> amount of data. Um, it's fun though, because I get to use that, um, that file as my test file whenever I'm making changes to this tool. Because I'm like, if it works on that file, it'll work on anybody. <laughs> but um, so what I'm going to do here is I'm going to show you now the advanced tab. And the advanced tab, what it's actually going to do is it's going to let you search for or I mean, filter for um, performing and not performing keywords, kind of what I showed you, um, just showed you um, manually um, in Seller Central, but this does it um, for your entire account. So if you want to optimize your entire account at one time, if you've got a similar um, target ACoS, it's super, super uh, handy. It'll, you know, it'll take, you know, generally, like I used to do this manually in, in Seller Central and it would take me 
especially an account of my size. Like I would like, I used to call Mondays my PPC day because it would literally take me like three or four hours. I'd have to block out to do these optimizations. Um, and this will do it in a fraction of the time. Now, most of you don't have accounts that big, but it's still really, really powerful in the fact that, um, that you can, you can get some really awesome results, even if you don't know a ton about PPC. So, all right. So we got some, some data loaded here again. Now, uh, generally what I like to do is I like to, let's go to the advanced tab. Um, what I do normally is I start with the broad match and because the broad match is, um, like I said, can get away from you. Um, let's sort by max bid currently and see what, um, okay. So my current max bid on one of my keywords is 1299. So I don't want to go over that. Let's just say, so I'm going to put that as a, a stop gap and then let's see, um, let's see what my minimum bid on some of these are would be, uh, let's go like six cents. Maybe let's go six cents. Okay. Zero six. All right. So now what, what we're going to do here though, is we're going to start filtering. So first thing I'm going to want to do is I want to filter anything. Let's say that's, that's performing between an A cost of one and 10%. And let's say I've spent $5 on it. Right? So all we do is we do, we enter that data. So A cost one to 10 and spend on five. And then we go down here, we hit apply filter. Now what that's going to do is that's going to go through the 38,686 uh, keywords that, uh, that are in this account. And it's actually going to filter down uh, to the matching keywords um, that are going to match between an ACOS of one and 10% and have had at least a spend of $5. And this is within the time period um, that we set on um, our, um, on that, that time period. So, okay. So between one and 10, you can see I only have one keyword between one and 10. That's a broad match most likely because broad match generally don't perform as well as um, phrase match and, or exact match. And also because, um, uh, you know, generally, uh, these are going to have lower bids. So, okay. So we got one here at an ACOS of four point, let's scroll back down 4.91. And we've got seven orders. Um, and we got 12 units total. So, uh, the, if you don't know the difference between this, uh, seven orders, 12 units means that people ordered multiple of this product with this keyword. So, what we're going to do here is I'm going to look at this and go, wow, this, this keyword is performing really, really well. And it's only got a max bid of 39 cents. Now, um, you know, say I, I, you know, I want more volume on this because I'm getting a ton of sales and, um, and my bids fairly low. What's cool. Is, so now I can go change bid. I can go 50%. I want to raise the bid by 50%. Now, if you do a negative in front of it like that, then we would subtract, but this is a performing keyword. So we're going to do that. We're going to hit update data. What that's going to do is now change the bid. Now you can see the previous bid was 39 cents. The new bid is now 58 cents. Um, so now we've, we've already taken care of it. Boom. That, that keyword's now optimized. All right. So next we're going to go up to, uh, let's, let's go between 11 and 20. And let's filter again. And what we do is we're going to continue this process um, between filtering uh, our keywords. And the reason we're going to do this is because we can make really fine tuned changes now. Okay, so now we got our list of keywords um, between one and 20. And um, my target A cost is 30%. So once again, um, looks like I got quite a few orders on all of these and they're broad. So this one, I'm going to want to raise by 25%. And the reason I want to raise by 25% is I still want to stay, you know, I still want my bids to move up, but I want to stay near this A cost. I don't want to go like crazy and do like, uh, you know, 100% or something crazy like that, I want to stay within, um, you know, within margin to still get performance on these keywords. So we'll go ahead and hit update on that. 
And you can see here, max bid's 88 cents on the first one, previous bid was 70 cents. So now we just changed all of these keywords at once and we raised them by 25%. Amy, I see you leaning in. <laughs> I'm like trying to see what some of your keywords are. Oh, they're fake. Tool at the Grammys. Yeah, no, they're fake keywords. <laughs> I like redid this whole campaign. Um, all right, 21% and 30%, right? So our target A cost is 30%. So we'll do that again, right? So what I do is I do this uh, pretty much up to the, the top. So here we go. Here's some more keywords. Here's 21 entries like that. Let's go. Let's show 25 so you can see them all. All right. So here's, here's these keywords now that are broad matched. So, you know, because I'm, I'm close to my target match here, maybe I don't want to do 30. Maybe I want to do 25 because at 30, I probably don't want to touch it because that's my target um, a cost. So let's do 25. Okay. So these, I probably want to raise my bid slightly. So let's do 15% um, on these. Now, let's see. I lost the chat window. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm monitoring it. <laughs> okay, yeah. Let me know if, if anybody's got any questions. I know I'm kind of... I back. just asked, is everyone following? Because yeah. this is like, it's pretty advanced, right? It as is. far as understanding what you're doing here. It is. So, so, so the reason I'm raising bids right now, so um, you know, the, the premise of PPC is, is you want to lower bids on keywords. I, I'm actually, I, I made this... this hilarious PDF that's like, you know, how to optimize PPC in 30 seconds. And it's literally like, you know, raise bids on stuff that's working good, reduce bids on stuff that's not, you know, it's kind of common sense. But, um, you know, that's what we're doing here is we're raising bids on stuff that's performing on keywords that are performing, and we're reducing bids on keywords that are not performing. What I mean by performing is either under or over our target ACOS. And so remember, you won't have an ACOS if that keyword bid did not lead to a sale. Right. So in a so by sorting by ACOS, you can tell that you've had sales for those keywords. Right. So that's why it's very easy to sort on your ACOS. And, and um, Diane is asking, what is your thought behind an ACOS of 30% in this example? So Diane's very smart here because most of us have a profit margin of 30%. So, um, you know, they're saying, Hey, Andy, you're giving away all of your profit margin. Why well, would you want to do that? Well, so is it simply an example or is it part of the idea? No, it's simply an example. So you're going to have to, so there's, there's, um, there's a couple of different, um, ways to look at PVC. There's kind of three stages of PVC. There's a launch phase, which you're going to see a cost that's going to be really high. It could be over hundred percent. It could be, you know, even higher than that. Then there's a um, there, there's kind of a um, there's a um, an organic um, way of looking at it. So you know maybe you're breaking even on PPC, but it's helping your organic ranks, and you, and you have a uh, organic and offsite traffic um, uh, campaign in place. So the, so you you don't care if you break even because you're really trying to push say a specific keyword um, or you know something like that. That there's a you know there's a reason that you're you're keeping your ACOS high. One of them is organic ranking. So um, you know targeting keywords to rank organically. Um, for our business, that's what we do a lot. We PBC to us is a way to rank organically, and we see the return on our organic sales rather than on our PPC sales. So that's what people don't realize. Like the ACOS is a little bit deceiving in the fact that if your target ACOS is thirty percent. Um, you, you have no idea. Unfortunately, Amazon doesn't give you, um, you, you know, the, the relationship of how many sales you're now gaining because your rank has moved up 
from running those ads. You, you get, you know, there's no data on that. So you have to look at the ACoS um, a little bit differently if you're, if, you're, you know, looking, if you're looking at ranking organically. Now, the, other, the third um, way of running PPC is you know, a profit, you know, running PPC for profit. Now, that's great. Um, you know, if you can do that, and it depends on your, your, your niche, of course, if you're super competitive, it's going to be really, really hard to sit in that, in that spot. If you're, um, if you're not competitive, then good for you. That that's going to be easy. Um, but if you're in a competitive niche, you're, you're probably going to be close to your target ACOS all the time because, um, of just the, the way that that's going to work, you know, in order to maintain that level, uh, organically, you may, you may break, be breaking even on PBC, but because of your volume, uh, because it's an ultra competitive category, that's where you make it up. We are in an ultra competitive category. So that's the way that we run our PPC. Yes, exactly. All right. And I mean, also if you're in an ultra competitive category, um, so there, remember when we were talking about earlier, if your PPC is not converting, right? If you're, if you're in a super competitive category, but you're selling the same product as a million other people, right? And your PPC is not converting. Remember that it come, when you're selling a product like that, it comes down to price. It comes down to how good your listing is. So remember to focus on the things that you can optimize um, and maybe get creative with your PPC in targeting some of those other areas. Like if you're selling cups, do a product targeting campaign for paper plates, you know, something like that, so that you can uh, maximize your sales in that way. Yeah, exactly. Where you're not bidding on the same exact stuff that everybody else is bidding on. Right. right. Okay. So let me go really quick here through, um, yeah, 30%, like I said, might not be your target. I'm just using that as an example here. Um, so so what, what, what you would do is, in other words, is you're going to filter for performing and non-performing. So in this case, like say I want to filter for anything that's above 60, uh, you know, up to, the, up, up to the moon, right? So let's go, let's go 60 up to 120. So let's do that. All right. So then we apply filter again. And then once again, we're going to get a list of keywords. So here we got 38 entries that are, are fairly high. Now, you know, in this case, you know, if our target ACOS is, you know, 30%, then we're, we're probably going to want to go down like, you know, like minus 50 here. So minus 50. We'll hit that. Um, so what you're doing here is you're optimizing both for performing and non-performing keywords by filtering for ACOS. Now, um, you know, now that we've got the, the bid changes here, um, we did this only on broad. So now you'd want to go back and do the same process again and, and you'd get rid of broad and then you'd go to phrase and exact and you'd do the same filtering. Now, the other thing that's really cool, um, which is really useful is like Amy was saying, if you have an ACOS of zero, right? So let's say we want an ACOS of zero and we want, oh, we'll keep the spend the same. Now, this is also cool for getting rid of keywords that aren't performing. So um, right now, okay, so see here, we got 67 keywords in, this, in my wonderful account here. Uh, luckily, I just ran this tool like yesterday that are not performing. So you can see here that we've got spend. Um, all of these are, have spent over $5. And um, we've, had, we've got zero orders. So let's we'll click through here. Zero orders, zero orders, zero orders. So this is what, what's really cool here is we can set an, a, 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 an account minimum bid. Um, you know, a lot, my, one of my favorites for my account level is 11 cents. So I could say 11 cents on all 67 of these keywords. Um, and actually I want to add broad back into this group. 
So we want to say, okay, any keywords that have spent $5 and gotten, you can, you can put the click level in there or you can do the spend or you can combine them. Generally, um, spend is a good uh, amount or click is a good amount. Let's do clicks too. Let's do that instead. So you can say, let's say 10 clicks. Um, it, it just depends on, on your strategy. Once again, if you want to do either clicks or spend, if you have a, a super high cost per click product, you probably want to do clicks because if you do spend a $5 and you're paying three bucks a click, that's not going to work too. Or so what you're doing now, Andy, is you are first, your first thing that you're doing is you're filtering for anything in your campaign that has had between 10 and infinity clicks, yeah. clicks right? Um, right, right, right. Yep. And, and this, is, this is my entire account. Now you can drop, you can, you can, you can pick, here's all my campaigns are all called the same because I added the sheet, but you can pick a specific <laughs> campaign. If you just want to, you know, do a specific campaign, uh, okay. a specific ad group, you can filter it here. This is, I'm doing it for my entire, um, my entire account. So it's up to you how you guys want to do it. If you, if your products vary greatly on target a costs, um, for us, like majority of our products are pretty close um, on on our target ACOS. So, so generally, what about what about though the filters that you haven't set? So, for example, what about those things that um, are maybe at five clicks or below? Um, are those not going to get optimized then? Well, right. So you're you're filtering. Generally, you don't want to like like I was talking about before. Is you know if you have less than you don't 10 have clicks, data yet, you don't have enough data yet. So that's yeah. why you want to filter those out. Yep. So, okay. Yep. So 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 what right here? You know we've now filtered ten clicks and um you know and with zero a cost we've got sixty six entries. So I'm going to say okay I want eleven cents because these keywords are technically not converting for me and just spending money. I'm gonna I'm gonna do ninety minus ninety nine percent, which is which is what's gonna what it's gonna do is now set every keyword in this list to 11 cents. So I'll go ahead and do that. Hit update data. You can see here now that everything's set at 11 cents. What this is going to do is, is these keywords now are going to still possibly show, but if they do show or if they, and, and they do get clicked, you're only going to pay 11 cents. So you still have an opportunity here to let these keywords run to get a larger data set further on so that possibly one of these keywords might convert like say a month from now, you, you, maybe you're only getting five clicks a month now because your bid's so low, but you get that conversion. Now all of a sudden it pops back up in your, you know, in your radar when you filter here again, it'll, it'll pop up as a performing keyword. So now you're going to optimize that bid back up again. So well, remember sometimes keywords are seasonal, right? Like exactly. you had a weird keyword about the Grammys in there. Well, that might convert better during Grammy time, right? Right, right. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So that's or you if you're do. selling a summer product, your keywords might uh, keywords that didn't work in the winter might work really good in the summer. So you want to make sure you aren't completely pausing them because you might get that data later. Exactly. Now, okay. So so now what we've done here is we've gone through and we've filtered our performing stuff and we've adjusted bids um, up for those. And then we've now we filtered for stuff that's not performing and adjust bids down for those. Um, now, now, now that we've got that, we went to you know keywords that have spend but have zero um, sales, and now we've adjusted those down. So we've done kind of three things in a very short time to optimize a bunch of different aspects of your account. And so um, you know when people are are like posting on groups like oh, I've got an ACOS of like a hundred percent or whatever just using this tool and this filtering, um, you'll be able to get that ACOS down really quickly by boosting your performing keywords and getting rid of your non-performing keywords. That's kind of the basis of PPC. And this automates it. That's why we built this tool is because it's now, you know, taking stuff that 
would take hours to filter and change in Seller Central and doing it for you extremely quickly. Now, um, you know, we've, we've already spent a ton of time here. I'm just going to show you one more thing on this really quickly. Um, actually, I'll show you two really other uh, quick things really quickly. But anyway, so we're going to get rid of our match types and then we're going to change here from, see it says keyword, we're going to now change to products. Now, we're going to do that. We would do this exact same process on the product. So we want, you know, ACOS between 1 and 10, you know, or whatever, however you're, however you're doing this, how, whatever, you know, whatever your target ACOS is. And real quick, Andy, Lori wants to know, do you recommend using this tool once a week, not more or less? And um, yeah, we mentioned once a week at, I like to let mine run like 10 days. But <laughs> yeah, 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 yep, once a week. The thing is, is you can actually use this tool more often than, than you can, uh, than, than doing the changes on Seller Central um, because you're using a large, you know, a really large data set, like 60 days worth of data. Um, so technically you can do it, you could do it as little as every three days, but I don't recommend it, especially if you're not super experienced. I would say definitely. Um, every, like I said, every Monday evening or even Tuesday, because you can then use the previous week or the pre, you know, the previous 30 days data. Um, so that's probably where, you know, where you'd want to use this now. Okay. So we're going to go to targeted products, uh, or target products. And let's say we want target products between one and didn't show anything when I did uh, my clicks, because a lot of these target, what I've noticed, I don't know if you've noticed this, Amy, on your, on your product targeting, some have very few clicks, but, but a ton of sales, which is interesting, but that just means they're, they're super relevant. So, okay, so we did uh, ACOS between 1 and 20. And uh, yeah, we got some, you know, 48 entries here. So, um, you know, if my target ACOS is 30 in this case, uh, like I said, it's different for, for you guys. But in this case, it was 30. I might want to adjust these bids up, right? So um, let's see here. So in this case, um, you know, I've, I've got a max at 20. Let's raise these bids by... 25%. Uh, wait, well, I want to see what my max is. Sort by max. 246 is the uh, the, the current max. I'm going to go up to 250 uh, minimum. Like I said, this is just a get out of jail free filter. <laughs> this is just so like you don't end up getting some kind of crazy bid. Like if you put like 225 in here by mistake, that's so that you don't, you don't completely hose your account and get something crazy by doing that. That's what these are. These are your, your safety lines. All right. So we're going to hit update data. Now we've just updated our data for our, our uh, product targeting. You can see we've updated the, the max bid from the previous bid. Uh, once again, you would step through this just like I showed you on the other ones, you know, uh, filter ACOS by performing and not performing ACOS and then reduce or raise bids. Um, and then once again, we'd also want to do the zero, right? So we'd want to do zero. Now on this, like I said, very few clicks um, convert. So you might want your, 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 your filters lower on this. But um, right here, you can see, look at this. I've got uh, 5,118 entries that have, uh, it's actually some of these don't have any clicks. So let's filter up. Uh, let's say I have at least five clicks. This gives you an idea of how big my account is though, right, Amy? <laughs> <laughs> this is why you created these tools, Andy. <laughs> that is why. You were getting out of control uh, over here. Okay, I would not so, want to optimize your campaigns manually. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Okay, so here we did. Uh, we, so we did. I said I, we've got at least. Um, I think I did uh, five clicks, and um, uh, uh, what we do here: five clicks and zero ACOS. So here's 176 entries that I've spent money on, some a lot of money on, that I've gotten no um, no sales on. So in this case, once again, what I'd want to do is I'd want to set my my minimum bid. 
Um, in this case, uh, 11 cents is probably good. I've actually, I've actually already got some here. You can see that are 11 cents, which means that I've probably already done this. Um, so I've got my minimum bit of 11 and these are not performing, but I'm spending money on them, but they still might have possibility. So I'm going to go nine, minus 99 again. I'm going to hit update data and you'll see all of these should change to 11 cents. There you go. So you go through these steps once a week, which will probably take you... I mean, once you get it down to me, it takes me like 10 minutes, if that, maybe 20 minutes. If you try to do this manually in Seller Central, you're talking hours. Um, and the way that they have it set up is extremely hard to understand. Um, this might seem a little overwhelming, but once you actually kind of get it down, it's, it's really quick and easy. And um, what I'm actually going to do, uh, what I've decided is I'm going to actually do a um, kind of like an SOP for this tool. So it'll literally say like, you know, if your target ACOS is this much, I suggest that you filter from this to this you know, go to the next step, do from this to this. Um, that's kind of what our auto, auto tool does automatically. Um, it's just that the auto tool is relying on an algorithm, which doesn't always see, you know, everything. Um, you, you, a computer, at, at least nowadays, is still never going to be better than the human eye when it comes to seasonality, you know, all the different factors that go into it. So if you can learn how to use this tool um, on the advanced tab, I highly suggest it because you're going to get really, really good results. Now, I tested this tool against uh, some of the automatic PPC tools out there. Um, I'm not going to name any names because I don't want to bash them. But um, I set some of my campaigns on, on, on you know, automatic autopilot with this automatic, uh, you know, with, the, with some of the tools that do it automatically. And the results were by ACOS. There was a difference of 20% in ACOS. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> because like I said, the algorithm is never going to be as good as a human. So if you can learn the basics of this, this is really, really going to help you um, get a big return on your money. All right, really, really quick before we go, I'm going to show you one other cool trick here. Um, let's do our famous. Uh, oh, so wait, Lori oh, was okay. asking. Back so Lori, um, she wants to know uh, how does the change you make in seller SEO actually get back to sellers to the seller central page? So all he does is he clicks that download updated Excel button. Yep, right here, and that creates a spreadsheet, and then you just go to Seller Central to your campaign manager to yep. bulk operations so this and you click upload. the upload button yeah, so and it automatically updates your campaigns for you. But I usually go back in and check them just to double check, make sure that they're, they're yep. not paused or anything because maybe I hit the pause toggle button or something. But yeah, it's instantaneous. It's like within 30 seconds, it's yeah. updated. Yeah. And the other cool thing too is if you use the um, auto tool, I'm, I'm actually not sure on the advanced tool. I can't remember, but I know on the auto tool, we did this just to make sure because we know that people using the auto tool would be inexperienced. When you download the Excel file, if you open it up, it'll actually be color coded. So it'll, when you scroll through your bit, your keywords, it'll have green for when we've raised the bid and red for when we've lowered the bid. So you can actually go through visually and see the changes that we've made to kind of just like check and balance. Um, Another thing to, to um, remember, especially when using automated tools, even if you're using like, um, you know, some of the other fully automated tools, is set a max campaign uh, or a max account budget um, in, your, in your Seller Central account. And what this will do is in case you get, you, you, you somehow fudge this, right? And you like, you know, you, you set like a $10, um, you know, $10 bid and you have like a huge budget on something that you did by mistake that's going to be kind of a stopgap, a secondary stopgap on your account to make sure that you don't end up, you know, doing something crazy. It's just kind of like a, like a, like a, like a, oh shit, <laughs> safety net. Um, 
And how you can do that is in Seller Central, there's a, an option that just says set camp or set account budget level and you just would set that. So like, once again, it depends on your spend for us. It's like $1,500 for most of it. It's probably be a lot less than that, you know, maybe a hundred or 50 or whatever. Um, go ahead and set that before you use this tool. Highly suggest that just because then if you muck something up, you don't have to be afraid that, you know, at the worst, you're going to spend 50 bucks and have to go back and fix it. Um, but we th- we've done because we've built in these, these, these kind of, you know, broad, uh, and, uh, the minimum and maximum bid kind of into the tool. We, we did that because of that reason. We really wanted to try to make it, um, you know, really hard to, to muck up that bad. Um, so, okay, real quick, I'm going to show you how we also have a different tool called PVC dominator. What's cool about this is kind of in the beginning, we talked about, um, building, you know, fraud, uh, phrase exact and broad match. I'm just going to go through this really quick, but what's cool about this is so you can just set your campaign name, your daily budget, your end date, all that, you know, all this kind of stuff. Um, the campaigns go up paused by default. And we did this on purpose so that when you upload this to Amazon, you can actually go on Amazon and click into the account and, and look at it visually to make sure that it looks right. So, um, you know, it, 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 we, we did that kind of once again as, as a safety. I always set this to enable because I've used this tool a bunch and I, I know it works well, but, you know, that's just kind of a stopgap. Um, so then you just, you know, add group one or whatever you want to call it, um, max ad group bid. If you've never set up a PVC campaign before, this won't make sense to you. So at least, uh, you know, get, get a baseline for that. Um, you would just enter your single SKU or multiple SKUs, whatever this campaign is targeting. So let's And just, I just copy those right from my inventory. Yeah, it's so super easy. I just yep. make up a campaign name, whatever I want to call it. And then daily budget, I leave the end date blank, um, do the start date for today, manual campaign, I disable bid plus. Um, and then you can leave the status as paused because uh, you can go in and unpause it after you upload it. Yep. So it's super easy. Yeah, you and then, yeah, you name the ad group, whatever, and then just go into Seller Central into your inventory tab, copy and paste the SKUs of what products you want to add to that ad group, and you just put them right in there, one yep. per line. Yep. So, and like then, this. Yep. yep. So, SKU one, SKU two, et cetera, et cetera. So, you would do that in a list. Um, mm-hmm. The ad group you can leave enabled because if the campaign's um, disabled or paused, it won't, it won't uh, matter there. Keywords, we have a couple of options. Um, we have a keyword search right here. So you can, uh, you can type in like water bottle, search it, and, and then it'll automatically populate this. You can also paste keywords. And the really cool thing about this tool is uh, I've tried up to 20,000 keywords. I don't recommend that, but you can go super, 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 super long tail here. You can paste, like I said, I've tried 20,000. If you go more than that, it might, it might choke your, your web browser. Um, but it, it, can, it can build campaigns with up to 20,000 keywords. But it, for example, here we're just going to do, actually, we'll, we'll do this real quick to show you water bottle. I'm just going to use this tool so we can grab some related. This is, um, if you haven't seen this before, this is the free Chrome um, extension. So we can hit, I don't know if you saw this. I just hit plain text view. Just control A, control copy, and then copy into keywords. You just paste it one per line like that. You can see here we've got 707 keywords. And then this is a really, really cool part. So match types, we will broad, phrase, and exact. So we want a broad bid, say, of 50 cents. We want a phrase bid of 88 cents. Oops. And we want an exact bid of a dollar and eleven. And with, how do you usually find what? Uh, how do you usually find the bids, like the suggested bids? What I do is I go into Seller Central and uh, Campaign Manager, and I'll like create like a like start creating a campaign and just see what the suggested bid is, and that's how I set mine. But do you have a way to do this? 
Not so that's the way it's going to happen now. We actually um, are working on the with the with the advertising PBI or the uh, advertising API to hopefully be able to pull that data automatically. Um, the problem is, is because of the amount of keywords that we allow you to paste here, that could get really crazy because it would literally have mm-hmm. to go through each one. Um, so we we kind of decided we'd rather have the um, you know have it do this way rather than um, doing it that way. The other thing that you can do, which um, is fairly it's fairly easy, is you can actually um, set the 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 max bid. You can match the max bid to each one of these bids, and then go into the ad group after you've created it, and then update. You know, like in in Amazon Seller Central, you can actually select keywords and hit apply suggested bid in bulk. Mm. Um, so that's one way that you can do it. Okay, gotcha. Yep. So, all right. So, so this is what's cool. So now we've got this all set, right? So actually, let me actually add some data here. So they, I don't know if I've got my screen shared or my, I think I've got the whole thing shared so I can show you the actual result. Okay. So we got everything entered here, like quick and easy. Um, then we hit add data, right? All right. So you can see it right up here. We've got 2,134 rows. Imagine if you had to do this manually. Um, all right. So then we, we've got that. We hit download. If this happens, it's a pop-up locker, so you have to say accept. <laughs> this is we get a lot of support on this, and it's like ah, sometimes the pop-up locker is the the bane of our existence. But anyway, okay, so we got the download here. Um, so we're gonna go ahead and open that, and I'm just gonna show you what this tool does, which is amazing. Once you see it, like holy smokes! All right, so you can see here we've got ad groups, and we've done this. We, we've done this all automatically now. So we got ad group once um, dash broad, right? So we got all our broad campaigns or all our broad keywords here. And then you'll see we got phrase. And then you see down here, we got exact. And here are all the keywords that we just added and all the bids that we just added. Now you upload this to Amazon and you, now this campaign creates itself. So now you just took, you know, once again, hours of work and you, you cut it down to almost nothing. Um, the, the way that we do this too is, is it gives you really good organization off the bat uh, because you've got all your keywords separated, which is really, really sweet. Now you can also do something cool that we just added because of the... Um, Shoot, I should have had this running in the background. (laughs) Um, So what's really cool too is we added the ability to... um, We'll go to restart. We added the ability to um, add uh, product targeting. And this tool is really cool too because you can do a giant list. Once again, on Amazon, you have to add each um, ASIN manually, which is a total, total pain in the rear, right? Um, so now we can, right. you can set up, right. So now you can set up a product targeting campaign. I'm not going to go through. It's pretty much the same process. You're setting most of the same um, options here. The only difference is when you go down here instead of keywords, you're adding ASINs onto this products area. And uh, like I said, one way you can do it is you can do it um, manually. Y'all, this keyword tool is free. I use it every single day, and it gives you ASIN lists. It gives you competition for those keyword. It tells you how many reviews, um, the average price, whether there are headline reviews. It's really good. Right. So what we're doing here is we're pulling um, we're pulling data from Amazon to give us um, our once again, the competition, we, the volume is now blank, but like I said, we have some plans hopefully to fill that data with the, the new Amazon data that just got released, hopefully, but nobody has access to this volume data. If they're giving it to you, they're guessing. So to, for us, we decided not to guess and we're just going to hold out till we get a better solution for that. Um, the reason, another reason why we, we don't rely super heavily on keyword tools um, for our platform is because we really trust listing lightning and the algorithm we built there to give you the best keywords. 
Um, so, but this is still a really, really good reference for things like PPC. All right, so we go through here and there's a lot of keywords. I should have done something a little bit more narrow. Let's see if it'll actually give it to me. Anyway, once you pull all these keywords, you, you can click this button here that says get ASINs, right? And let's see if it actually got some yet. It, sometimes it needs to go to the end of the process. If not, I'll do something. Okay, here we go. So you can see here, this tool just gave me this huge list. So water bottle with time marker, water bottle with brush. These are all the ASINs that show up when you search for water bottle with time marker, water bottle with straw. Like look at, look at how many ASINs these are. And these are all very, very, very relevant to mm -hmm. what your, you know, what your product is, um, you know, what your product is, um, um, uh, relevant for like, so you can target now a huge sloth of keywords. Um, I mean, products that are going to be super ultra related to your product without having to go and dig out page by page or search through Amazon and grab each one of these manu uh, manually. So uh, this is really cool. So now what you would do here is, um, you would copy all of these. <laughs> <laughs> And, Andy. Then, <laughs> and then you would have, and then you would paste them into on seller SEO. You would paste the products here. Um, and then you just hit add data again and download and then upload back to Amazon once again. So you, you've just created like, um, a giant campaign. Now the difference between keyword and product targeting is product targeting isn't relevancy based. So you can put in a huge amount of or at least I don't think it's, it's relevancy-based because from what I've seen, I can pretty much target any ASIN I want. And I think Amazon doesn't care because there's a lot of products that may not relate keyword-wise, but might relate very much so um, you know, as, as an accessory or something like that. So don't necessarily you know, think that you're not going to be shown because it's not relevant uh, in, in keyword-wise. It, it most likely will still show if you bid, uh, you know, bid correctly. All right. Well, Andy, we have covered a ton of information. Yeah. And yeah, wow. So I am going to go make dinner for my family. And right, um, stick around and I'm going to stop. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So this was really good information though. And I just have to say, yep, I use your tool all the time and I love it. It, it <laughs> saves me tons of time. And yeah. And I like day part too. He has another part of his tool oh, that yeah, allows that was you. Part of the, yeah, I was going to mention that. So one other, yeah, I should share. My <laughs> he has another in. part of his tool that, that allows you to um, only show your campaign during certain parts of the day. So your campaigns. So what that does is you're not going to run out of budget so easily. And you know how Amazon likes to like run out of budget overnight or whatever. And you're like, what the heck? You know, yeah. I'm running out of money. So the, his day part tool is really good for that. But, um, but anyways, and then I also, my other favorite tool in your collection is Pandora because I use that. What it does is it takes all of the, um, the competitor keywords. Uh, so I use those to create my campaigns and I've gotten some really good results with that. Yeah. But um, anyway, so that's, that's my plug for Andy's tool. <laughs> uh, if you guys, somebody asked about PPC training and stuff, I have a bunch of this stuff in Amazing at Home. So if you need the basics kind of go back and watch some of those old videos. Just use the, the PPC, uh, use the search bar in Amazing at Home to search for PPC. Uh, you can do the same thing in Andy's, in Andy's group, F, um, FBA Titans, and search for PPC. We both have a ton of great content out there for it. And uh, just go back and kind of work through it. And it is, it's a process, but um, yep. definitely... And I, 
something yeah, that is I, worth learning. Yeah. And I, like I said, I'm going to try to put out a little bit more like uh, material, like training on this. Um, may, maybe that will actually tie into the tools, but, but also um, I actually did, I wrote like a 40 page training for Q4 last year that I, that I could probably just update. That's got a lot of really good data in it. Um, maybe I'll try to do that and, and release it to you guys just to show you how to do it manually. Like if you want to do it on seller central manually, like I want to teach you that way as well. But, you know, I'll also, um, you know, maybe give you some training to use our tools as well. Um, and he does provide great support for if you have questions on the tools. Yeah, I try to be super available. <laughs> even my wife hates that, but. All right. We'll talk Thanks, to Amy. you guys later. Bye. Um, and Lori, yeah, to answer your um, question. Yeah. So we actually just released an update to Pandora or I'm sorry, to uh, Daydream that will let you do multiple schedules. So you can say like, turn my campaign on from 4am to 7am, then turn it off from 7am to noon then turn it back on from noon to four. Um, so it'll, you can turn it on and off throughout the entire day, which is really, really cool. And uh, just on my own account, I saw a huge drop in, in um, ACOS um, because I'm now not spending money when people aren't buying. Um, for our account, it, it could vary, but generally for our account, the, the best sales time is from like 10 a.m. to about 7 p.m. So that's when we have our set. Um, but there's also some some lulls. I think it's like uh, I think it was like noon or something where there's a lull a lot of days. So um, I haven't gone gone in and changed it yet, but I'm probably going to do like 10, 11, 12, then be off from like 12 to two, and then back on again from like two to seven. Um, so yeah, so it's it's a really really useful tool and like. Uh, that what I tell people is if you're spending a decent amount on PVC, like that tool will probably pay for the, for the entire, uh, seller SEO suite just by using it because, um, you know, because it's going to save you so much money on PPC by not spending money during times when people aren't actually buying. Um, Pratesh, yeah, I, I, I kind of just mentioned that, um, it's going to vary by account, you know, because, uh, you know, certain things people might buy in the morning more than in the evening and stuff like that. Um, I'm not sure there's no report for that on your, um, on your dashboard. If you're like an Excel genius, you could probably import that data and figure it out. Um, at some point that's on a road, uh, on a roadmap for our tool. At some point we want to pull in that data and maybe, um, per account, uh, you know, on the account level and actually tell you guys and maybe automate it. So like it'll automatically go on and off. Um, but you know, that's going to take a lot of the uh, Amazon uh, advertising API is still fairly new. And, and, uh, so it's, it's going to take a lot to, to get that. That figured out. I'm going to drink something because my voice keeps cracking. All right. Hopefully that'll be better. Any more questions, guys, um, related to the PBC or anything else? Uh, once again, I'm happy to help. I'll probably stick here for another like 10 minutes or so unless nobody has any more questions. I don't really have. Uh, which plan do you suggest for new sellers? Um, we're actually, we, we might be getting rid of the, the lower level plans just because Honestly, all the tools, and I know it like, sounds like I'm trying to get you to buy the, the, the most expensive plan, but honestly, like to get all the, the, the tools kind of all work together. So to really get the, the, good, the best results, I would say do the elite plan. All plans are 30 days free, um, no matter what. Um, so I would say do the elite for the, at least the first 30 days. If you end up not using the tools, then you can downgrade uh, at, at any time or you can cancel at any time. So just go ahead and, and you know, start out with elite try all the tools and make sure that they work for your business and that you're getting a good ROI on them. And then uh, you can always change plans if, uh, if, it's, if it's not working for you. My pleasure, Gordon. Thank you. All right. Anyone else? I kind of went through, I know I, I kind of went crazy on the, on the PVC and it's, it's one of those things where I tried to give you guys advanced stuff today, but you know, also try to keep it digestible, which is really, really hard, hard with PPC. I know PPC is like, you know, very, very hard for people. So.
Uh, sure, I can show the Chrome tool. Um, the, if you want the link to it, I can give that to you. Uh, it's it's a free download. Uh, let me, you can just go to. I'll put the link in the sellerseo.com slash Chrome like that. And then it'll take you to the Chrome web store and then you can install it from there. Um, let me show, uh, actually, actually I, I can, sh I'll share my screen and show you some other cool things that you can kind of do with the Chrome tool. Um, why not? Okay. So back on the Chrome tool. So I was showing you that, you know, you can get ASINs, which is, which is really cool. Now, um, once again, we give you volume here, which is, which is kind of an interesting um, metric. So you can see here, um, you know, water bottle accessories, 70,000 other people are selling products for that. Um, water bottle adapters for toddlers, only 391 products. Um, this tool actually will let, like, this is what I use um, a lot for actually my sourcing ideas. Because if you're getting a product that has um, water bottle diffuser fruit, only 201 products. Now, you know, if you do water bottle diffuser, it, it probably would be a lot higher. Um, but you know, these are where you can kind of find some gems when it comes to sourcing, because if you're if you're um, getting something that has a, a you know a, a, a low volume, or I mean low competition, but it has a decent volume, uh, you know, th then you're really gonna to be able to find some really uh, competitive stuff, stuff that you can make money on that maybe other people aren't selling. So um, let's try some new searches. Let's do. Anybody want to see any searches? Let me pop up the chat. Uh, where is the chat? Speaker view, gallery view. Where's my chat? For some reason, it will not go to chat view when. All right, here we go. Here is chat, 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 chat. Sorry, guys. Uh, weird. It will not let me see the chat when I'm sharing my screen. It doesn't make any sense. Okay. Anyway, I'll do some other other searches here. Um, let's Andy, do. Yes. Can you hear us? Yes, I can hear you. Oh, well, I was just going to say we can unmute if your chat's not working and type it that way. Yeah. Sure. Please. Um, uh, I forgot what my so you, a, a seller has to have a seller central account up and running before the Chrome extension will work for them. Uh, actually, no, that's no longer the case. It'll actually work uh, anytime now because we used to pull volume, um, the volume data from Seller Central, but now that they got rid of that that um, um, that data, it, you can now use it at any time. Does it say that? Oh, in okay. the, does it say that in the? Um, no, uh, Amy, I had asked it earlier and Amy said yep. you have to have it your Seller Central open. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? I was messing around with the Chrome extension trying to figure out how to read the data. You know, uh -huh. a new tool always has that learning curve. Right. So when, when I entered a keyword in on the left there where it says one keyword per line, uh -huh. scroll down and, and then hit get related. Key, when you hit one of those blue buttons, uh -huh. which one? We don't know which one to hit, first of all. Second of all, when it populates the data, every single line had a had a dash through it. There were no numbers, no. Oh, so so that was Amazon just changed a bunch of stuff over like the last like week. Um, oh. So if you, if you get the updated version, it, it'll have all that data. Okay, updated version of the version of the Chrome extension. Yeah, yeah, and if it hasn't updated on your on your browser automatically, like close your browser completely and re uh -huh. uh, and then open it again, it should uh, it should update itself. Okay, I'll try that. Thank you. Yeah. 
Oh, and then which which of the blue buttons do we hit? Like, what what are the um, differences? So, I we I actually need to change those buttons. I'm glad you pointed that out because um, it used to be you could paste keywords in here and then get just the search volume from the pasted keywords. Um, and then this would be to get to get keywords and then get the volume afterwards because we're we're not doing volume. Uh, that's not the case right now, but we're hoping that we're going to have access to that data here soon. So that's kind of why we left it in is we're like, well, if we take it out oh. and then we put it back in, it's going to confuse people. So we kind of left it as is. As of right now, just use the top button. Um, the bu I actually think either button will work. Let me, let me try. Okay. It, it'll, it'll get the same results, I believe. Um, let's do leather wallet. Let's see if... Yeah, all right. So that's one. We'll clear that. Let's try that other one. Okay, no. So it looks like search volume won't work. So you just want to do the first button. The, the, the search ah. volume button will just, it's trying to go out and, and pull this data, but since this data is no longer available, it just won't work. So that's maybe, right. That's what I keep getting is lines across everything. Yeah. So I guess we'll get, we'll get rid of this button. Thanks for, thanks for letting us know on that. So yeah, okay. click, the, click the first one. Um, and then, yep. And then, so you'll get this list of data. Um, let's do men's leather wallet just to make this a little. Now, if you do um, a super short tail keyword, like if you like 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 if you just do wallet, you're going to get yeah. a ton of ton of results, and it's going to take a long long time to get competition. So it's better to get kind of not only that, but you get better keywords if you go a little bit more uh, long tail. So men's leather wallet, um, you know, so we got 180 seven keywords. Then once you do that, then you hit this get competition, um, which will take a little bit a, a little while because we're we're grabbing so much data as we're doing this. You know, we're grabbing um, the you know how many competing products there are. We're grabbing, uh, if there are any ads for those keywords, we're grabbing, you know, price reviews, ratings, and then base to rank, like oh. all that kind of stuff. So it, sometimes this takes like a, uh, quite a while, but that's just because we're pulling in so much data. Um, okay. Yeah. I actually just typed in the keyword, say men's leather wallet. Uh -huh. And then realize that we were supposed to hit the button at the bottom. And I'm like, I don't get this tool. There's lines. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that, that's actually something that the reason why we didn't make it automatically start searching is like I said, if you get a huge, huge list of keywords, um, you, it'll, it'll actually like, it, it, it'll just take forever. So that's kind of why we did it manually is because we wanted people to be able to like stop it because it, it's going to go forever. If it's got, you know, like 4,000 keywords, it's going to take forever. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, so the other, other cool thing about this tool is it um, looks like for some reason the, the average rating and the um, average price isn't coming through and Amazon keeps changing stuff on us constantly. So we're, we're yeah. really playing catch up right now. So we'll, that'll be fixed in the next day or two. Um, but uh, the other cool thing this tool does is so it'll say 30 days to rank and daily to rank. And this is like sales. So, um, you know, so if you wanted uh, men's leather wallet slim, you'd have to sell four a day to rank on the top page for that keyword. Um, so same thing for like, um, you know, men's leather wallet with chain. So you want, you would want to sell either three per day or 96 per month to get that, you know, one of the top positions for that keyword. Mm. So that's also super useful. Um, review count is of course, pretty apparent, you know, pretty self-explanatory. That's just on average, how many reviews do the products that are ranking for these keywords? How many reviews do those products have? Um, and then over here is number of ads. Uh, looks like the, the, that might have changed as well because that's not pulling correctly. Um, and then, um, and then this is competition. So this is like how many other products are competing for that keyword. Okay, so the lower the number, the better. 
Yes, exactly. Um, unless you're talking about trying to target stuff, uh, trying to target the most um, searched keywords, like the the ones that are going to you know have generally the you know higher competition. It is the the more volume you're going to get. So it kind of just depends on on what you're you know, what you're targeting. Uh, can you talk a little about that average rating column, like fifty four, thirty four, seven, nineteen? What that? Which one? Uh, can you see my cursor? No. <laughs> uh, that's the, that. That's yeah. that. That's thirty days to rank. So that's no, like, no. The, the next one to the left, average rating. Oh, so, so that's it's not working currently. But when it does, it's going to tell you like the average rating of the product. So like if most products uh -huh. in that in that 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 are ranked for that keyword only have like three point five stars, it'll tell you that. Okay, so, because there's no data, I didn't know what it was. Yep, okay. Yep, and then same thing with average price. That'll give you like the average price of all the products that are ranking for this keyword. So it's really, uh, when yeah. we give you that data, it gives you a ton of good data to be able to make really informed decisions, not only for like PVC, but for ranking and also for, um, you know, finding, like, like I said, I use this tool a lot for sourcing because you can yeah. go in and find stuff that, um, you know, that people might be searching a lot for, but are very few uh, competing products. Now, a lot of times it, you'll get low competition when it's a branded search. So, you know, like here you got coach, um, you know, generally those aren't keywords you're, you're going to want to go after because, um, mm -hmm. you know, it's going to be it, it, good luck ranking for it. And if you do rank for it, then, you know, they might come after you if you put their, the, those keywords anywhere in your listing. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. but you know, you, you could go through and, and maybe find ones that aren't branded that have, um, you know, a low, um, like this is interesting men's leather wallet history. I'm not sure if history is a brand name, but that's a interesting one um here's men's leather wallet long by bifold um that might be a, an interesting one too only 26 products mm -hmm. um yeah so i mean there's a lot of interesting data that you can use on this on this tool um to get you know to get some really interesting results mm -hmm. yeah super cool all right guys i think that's about it i'm gonna i'm gonna get off and get to work Lots of things to do. One of which is going to be to to let my developer know that that uh, this Chrome extension is not pulling uh, <clears throat> average price or average ranking, which it was last night. So that just shows you how fast Amazon moves. All right, guys. Well, thank you again, everyone, and uh, we'll see you again next week. Uh, like you know, we're doing this every week as uh, on, on on clockwork, and uh, yeah, I'm glad to help Arsha. Um, hopefully you guys uh, got a lot from this. Uh, once again, if you need help, if you're not in my group yet, uh, Amazon FBA Titans, I'm I try to answer every question you guys post in there. Um, whether it's related to the tool or just Amazon in general. Um, I'm also like pretty available on, on Facebook on my messenger. Um, and, uh, and if you can't get me there on sellerseo.com, there's a live chat bubble. Um, either myself or my team, uh, will answer that. If it's something that they can't answer, um, then they assign it to me and I, I'll get it and, and, you know, get back to you guys if it's something like super technical um, that they can't answer. But uh, yeah, besides that, I'm, um, oh, and Andy at sellerseo.com if you want to email me. Um, that's, that's how you can get me there as well. Um, email is my least favorite though because <laughs> it takes me longer to reply. I'd rather get a, you know, something instant where I can just reply to you. All right, guys. Thanks again. So uh, yeah, this was uh, Seller Roundtable number six, Advanced PVC. Thank you guys for uh, joining us. And uh, oh, one last thing. If you guys aren't members of SellerSEO.com um, yet, um, 
I just, I just threw up a coupon today for anybody who's watching this who wants to try the tool. You get 30 days free no matter what, uh, but I'm also going to give you 30% off for life if you join now. It's, uh, just use the code PVC and, uh, and you guys will get 30% off uh, like forever um, on that. Um, anyway, thank you guys. Uh, happy Tuesday. And we'll, uh, when does the deal end? Um, I don't know. I'll, I'll leave it up for at least a month or two. Uh, maybe I'll mention it again in, uh, in, in a different... Uh, in a, in a different cell uh, roundtable session. But uh, yeah, I'll try to leave it up for a while. All right, guys. Take care. Thanks again. And uh, yep, it's a PPC, all caps for the code. Um, plain, Just plain PPC, no quotes or anything like that. And uh, yeah. All right, guys. Take care. And uh, we'll see you next time. Later. Thanks for tuning in. Join us every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time for live Q&A and bonus content after the recording at SellerRoundTable.com. Sponsored by the ultimate software tool for Amazon sales and growth, SellerSEO.com and AmazingAtHome.com.